So I watched the movie today, The Bad Guys. Um, it's actually really good. <laughs> I, my wife really liked it. Um, it's a DreamWorks movie based on a book series that my son loves. And tonight it was like pizza night after Fridays, often pizza night. And so we rented it um, and on Amazon. And it, like, it, it was really funny and just like really well made and just beautiful and lot and it was just good i feel like we're at like a golden maybe a golden age of kids movies hmm. is that fair to say maybe not i don't know because i mean yeah, we grew up we grew up in a good time um my my wife and stepson saw that um this summer when i was with my father watching top gun maverick a little father-son bonding um i guess i wanted to see it anyway and seeing it in IMAX, just the best way to see it. Mean, if you're going to see it, you might as well see it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then they really loved it. They, they liked it a lot. Um, though he hasn't talked about it very much, so I don't mm -hmm. know if it stuck with him. He liked it at the time. Um, and then the exact same scenario, but I went with them for DC Super Pets. Oh, huh. Um, we all really liked it. You all really liked it. Cool. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Um, I feel like I was going to. Oh, but yeah, because he loves, like I said, he loves the books of this. So it was like, I think the first time that he's like watched a movie that's like another like media, like where it's adapted from a book and adaptation. And mm -hmm. so it was really funny just watching him be like, wait, why are they bad? Because like in the books or in the very beginning, they're trying to be like go straight. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, they're very, they're bad at their bad guys at the beginning, obviously. Um, and then he's watching, he's like, wait, that guy's good, but he's a bad guy. And like, that's this character and that's this character. And then he's like, wait, and there's like this news reporter. <laughs> and he's like, she's not a human. She's a fox. <laughs> and in the movie, she's a human. He's just like, and so I was like witnessing his first disappointment <laughs> and like an adaptation. <laughs> was very funny i mean he loved it he loved the movie but that was just funny watching him be like hold on she's not a person yeah i mean it starts early <laughs> raising them right that's how uh people would be for our adaptation of boy meets world mm -hmm. but they'd be wrong they would the, be it's good i guess it's objectively true it has the potential for good <laughs> as we all do um but yeah i don't remember my first experience with that but i don't really either I do. I don't know if it was that young. I mean, Harry Potter was a big one. I remember being really disappointed by Aragon, but also in recent years, I've gone back and tried to read Aragon, and I'm really disappointed in the book of Aragon. Mm. You really liked it in college. <laughs> I mean, I'd reread it some in college, but quit, and then I reread it again a couple, or tried to reread it again a couple years ago. And I'm like, I know why I didn't finish it in college. This is actually supremely boring. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I guess probably mine, that the earliest I could remember was I read the novelization of Star Wars Episode Three before I saw the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't disappointed because the, the broad notes of the movie are pretty correct. Mm -hmm. But they left out a lot of like the little details that made things make more sense. Right. I remember thinking, like, like in the movie... People are like, oh, Dooku knocked out Obi-Wan. It's like, well, actually in the books, it's pretty clear that Dooku can't knock out Obi-Wan. And actually Palpatine like messes with uh, Obi-Wan 
in some secret way and like mm-hmm. and that's what gets obi-wan knocked out he's trying to get rid of him yeah like, this isn't just like obi-wan getting bodied for no reason yeah that's how i felt watching um like the harry potter movies like mm-hmm. you know in harry potter 4 when he square faces off against voldemort in the graveyard mm-hmm. after he comes back and their wands do the thing like all the spells happen and like in the books it's like and this is what happened and Dumbledore like explains it later. And he's like, and this is what's going on. He's like, and it's called Priori Incantatum. And that's what's happening. And then you watch the movie and Harry's like, and this weird thing happened. And then Dumbledore's just like Priori Incantatum end of scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you, you could have explained it. Yeah, they could have. There are people who are just watching these and haven't read them. Yeah. But that's really the earliest one I can think of. I don't know. I remember I was very excited for the Lord of the Rings movies and I read the Hobbit and I bought the first book and I was going to read it after the movie because there was no way I was going to be able to finish it before the movie. And then I was so bored with the movie that I never read the book. Oh, see, I feel like it was the opposite where I was like, these movies are great. And I tried to read the book and I'm like, Tom Bombadil? What? (laughs) Why are you singing for 20 pages? Harry ho, dairy do, Tom Bombadil. Uh, No, I... I am classically on record of think, finding that the Lord of the Rings movies, I'll praise them to high heaven for acting, for production value, for music, for just so many things. Mm-hmm. But if you want me to sit down and watch them. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. They're just so boring. <laughs> they're just so boring. Oh, I like them. They're good to just have on. Uh, I have Gilmore Girls for that. I don't, I don't need Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is the poor man's Gilmore Girls. Or perhaps the rich man's Gilmore Girls? I'm not sure. Who can say? Um, yeah, my favorite two Lord of the Rings movies are the first Hobbit movie and The Two Towers. Mm-hmm. The first like Hobbit movie, really. The Towers. It progresses in a natural manner, whereas the other two do not progress in a natural manner. I, I, can, I can see what you're saying. I'll allow it. I do not care for the other two Hobbit movies, but I do like them. I've only watched the second Hobbit movie. I never bothered to watch the third because I didn't care for the second one. Uh, the first one is good. I like the first one oh, okay. well enough. Yeah. I mean, it's just about them going out on an adventure. And you know how much I love going out on an adventure. Mm-hmm. I love it, too. Um, so, yeah, that, that part always gets me excited. But the other two, mm. not, 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 my, adventurous. not my cup of tea. I did see every single... Um, Every single Lord of the Rings movie in theaters, including the three Hobbit movies. I saw so. two. I saw two towers in Return of. The, did I see Return of the King in theaters? No, I don't think I did. I, th- I think I did. Surely I did. My parents were into him too, so surely we went. I can't remember. I think I did because they were so long. And you're like, okay, I can go to the bathroom. Wait, no. <laughs> okay, this is the end. I can go to the bathroom. Oh no, <laughs> false alarm. See, one of the joys of not enjoying them as much. I would go to the bathroom whenever I wanted. Well, that was just an HBO Max for now until that implodes. Um, So I can watch them and pause them whenever I want. Yeah. And for anyone out there who's going to school me about Lord of the Rings or something, again, praise them to high heaven for so many things. I just think the way the pace goes is boring. And I think that a lot of the things things they're talking about are just boring. I'm sorry. It's fair. I have tried them as an adult. Like, I have. I've watched them. It's probably been about five years now, but that's still my late 20s. There's just something really great about the whole gang rolling up to Isengard after the ends of one, 
And they're like, all that we've overcome. And then Mary and Pippin are just there blazed out of their minds, hanging out with the trees. No, that's the, the ends and Mary and Pippin is like my favorite part of like any of it. Mm-hmm. It's very good. And I think if like any one thing was the movie, it would be very different. Like if we followed Frodo's journey to Mordor the whole time, or like if we followed the battle for Middle Earth story plot line, or we followed mm-hmm. like Merry and Pippin's comical adventures, I honestly think I would enjoy them much more. Yeah. They were clearly on a different, uh, playing a different game than everyone else. So yeah, I don't know. I just don't care for them. Um, I've tried them as an adult. I love the Lord of the Rings universe. Just don't make me watch the movies. This has been Board of the Rings with Chance oh. Anderson. That's true. Coming up next, Boy Meets World Fever. to you by the children just all of the children unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boy meets world fever and i'm one of your hosts cameron and i'm your other host chance hey chance hey cameron nice to see you it's good to see you too it's good to see your face yeah yeah i i just haven't seen you in a while it's it's nice it's been like a week i know it's been a long week it has we just made it through our first week of school Mm mm-hmm well, you made it through your first full week of school. Oh, yes. You took today off. I took today off. Which is fine. Um, you're just not as cool as me, I guess. But um, no, that's not true. Or you're, am cooler. I more cool? you're cooler than me. Um, yeah. But here we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, here Boy we are. World. Boy Meets World. I feel like we got all of our talking out at the beginning. Yeah. We're done talking. So good night, okay. everybody. <laughs> This is this is what you're getting for the rest. And then Corey did the thing, and then Sean did the thing, and then Topanga did the thing. And pudding. Corey said pudding. It's far too much energy. We have got all our talking out. I will accept it. <laughs> yes. Boy meets world fever dream. We have got our uh, very first real college episode. Yes, we finally made it. Get ready; it's ready to rip into it, uh, or or praise it to high heaven. Who I knows? mean, I mean, rip into the college. Oh, okay. not so much the episode. Full disclosure: I actually really enjoyed this episode. I feel like you and I are kind of flip flopping from last week. We'll see. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, that makes it fun. You know, that makes it fun podcast the back yeah. and forth it's a it's a fun dynamic i guess the, the synop- of ideas i guess the uh synop is mine this week mm-hmm. um it's college baby <laughs> yeah it's college and uh cory is an idiot and does dumb things mm-hmm. and at the same time jack and eric are still competing over a very sad rachel mm-hmm. how true that is uh, that's Excellent it. explanation. Excellent explanation. Oh, thank you. Disney Plus couldn't have done better. No, they would have spoiled it. They, <laughs> yes. Corey yeah. brings Feeney out of retirement. 
Yeah. Um, Jack or uh, Eric and Rachel visit the laundry room. <laughs> Eric and Rachel visit the laundry room, but it's not what you think. They actually are just there to learn more about who they are as people. <laughs> also, pudding. Also, pudding. Why weren't we brought to you by pudding? Because we were brought to you by the children. Just all of the children. I can't go on. <laughs> Um, I think we should have been brought to you by J-E-L-L-O. It's alive! Maybe. That was probably their big marketing thing right around this time. Uh, I really don't remember. You don't remember the Jello jingle? Uh, maybe. It kind of sounds familiar, but I don't know from this time or not. Cameron. It sounds familiar. Hammer. I was a child of the 90s. I was, I was probably way too uh, aware of advertising. Mm-hmm. The Budweiser Frogs. Yeah. Um... It's a big one. Was It was later in the 2000s, but do you remember the freecreditreport.com song? Mm-hmm. F-R-E-E, that spells free, yes, creditreport.com, baby. Yeah, I was thinking about that one earlier today. Okay, fair enough. That I mean, I've thought about that at random times, too. So Yeah. Is there a ghost in your house? Um, update, there is not a ghost in our house. Um, Whew. My wife watched a video of a cute baby with a bunch of rolls, and she squealed with delight. <laughs> I'm very tired. Apparently. I'm, yes, but well, that is very funny. Um, that tops any Sock and Boppers commercial you could possibly imagine. Uh-huh. Except maybe the Crossfire ad. Oh, yeah. The Crossfire is good. I just remember or, the kid, while we're just talking about it, it was... I mean, this was before episode one of Star Wars, but they had, you know, the swords They were basically like lightsabers where you flick them and the sword mm-hmm. blade comes out. It was like that, but it was two. And this was before Star Wars. So it was like never before seen. A two-bladed sword didn't exist mm. until Star Wars episode one. And I remember seeing the commercials for them and it was like call to order, you know, 1999, whatever. But then it said must be 18 or older, which, you know, 18 or older to order. But in my mind, I took that as you had to be 18 to get one. Mm. So I was just like unbelievably sad. And I never asked for one. <laughs> no. Were they rainbow like, colored? I think so. I, rem- I I remember these. You know one of the ones that's always stuck with me that's really random? Hot Wheels Attack Back. <laughs> that does not ring a bell. Yeah. No one ever remembers Hot Wheels Attack Backs. But they were like cars that had like a little hook on the back. And if you uh-huh. popped on the hook, it revealed a mouth. And they were like monster cars. Attack pack? Attack backs. No, I think it's attack pack. I'm Googling it. Oh, maybe. I was very young. But I can still see some of the commercials in my mind. Yeah, that's what it looks like, these attack pack. That's fun. I probably have said it wrong for over 30 years now. That's why nobody knows what you're talking about. But I just... <laughs> you're like, chance, I've never heard of attack back. That doesn't exist. I just have really strong memories of these commercials. It was like, attack back! Well, I guess it was attack pack. But. I mean, it's a very similar sound. It's the front of the mouth with the lips. But oh, yeah, and they said it with like 90s extreme voice. Mm-hmm. Attack back! Um, yeah. Extreme! No one ever remembered. And you'd think like, oh, Chance must have had a lot of those. Those must have been a very pivotal toy. No, I don't think I ever owned one. I just, <laughs> the commercials it's, just the commercials in my head. Powerful, powerful advertising. Um, clearly, we don't want to talk about this episode. I do. I like this one. Um, I think this is one that serves by talking about the two plots separately. Yeah, probably. Because they don't intersect whatsoever. 
No. So we're going to start with the Jack, Eric, and Rachel of it all. Yeah, th- definitely the more pleasant plot. I like them both. I actually liked Corey in this one. Okay, we'll get there. Maybe you'll convince me. I think he's just the right amount of neurotic. Perhaps. you Perhaps, perhaps. perhaps I can convince you. Um, probably not, because that's never happened on the history of this show. That's not true. It's always the other way around. You've brought up several with your positivity. Oh, my positivity. Um, ooh, I have a document that I can write things down at the end of the episode. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, so this part starts with Rachel is just sitting on the couch in a bathrobe, just crying. Um, we don't know exactly what's wrong. She like hunches over. She has a bowl of cheese puffs on her lap and they almost tip over. Um, and Jack is like, you know, we need to like, like what's going on? And, and Eric's like, I don't know. She needs to hurry up. Like it's registration day. Yeah. I got to get there before hook it on phonics fills up. <laughs> and then he's like, we need to talk to her. And he just looks at her and he's like, what? She says, everything what's wrong what's wrong everything no he just says what oh he does just say what um yeah, he just says what? Like, hey rachel and she's like rachel that's what my boyfriend used to call me yeah and then she collapses and mm-hmm. we were gonna get married and have a dog eric really doesn't care about this until jack is very sensitive and it gets him a hug mm-hmm. yeah so he's like very understanding and she's just like oh jack you're so sensitive she mm-hmm. blows her nose on his over oversized sleeve mm-hmm. maybe that's why they wore their sleeves so big yeah because there was the national clinic shortages mm-hmm. yeah very very notorious clinic shortages mm-hmm. the 90s clinic shortages are nothing to joke about no, and i wouldn't dream of it no personally that's why we wore jinko jeans and that's why they had so many colors Mm-hmm. Tell what was not and what wasn't. I mean, those pants that zip off mm-hmm. and turn into shorts in case you really needed some. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to put them back on your leg. You just zip that pant off, use it, put it in your cargo pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a really pragmatic time in US. Mm-hmm. I mean, fashion—that's really what the '90s is known for—is pragmatic fashion, and that's why mm-hmm. we don't talk about it enough. But yeah, why else would you wear so many shirts? Mm-hmm. And such large pants. And such large pants. Yeah. Pants as big as three pants. <laughs> an undershirt, a graphic tee, a vest, and a, uh, and an overshirt. Exactly. You needed things to blow your nose with because there was mm-hmm. the great tissue sh- shortage. Yeah, not to mention the um, failed experiments at uh, allergy medication that released tens of thousands of tons of pollen into the atmosphere around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so people were just sneezing left and right. Yeah, it was it was it was hard times. They don't uh, teach you that in history class. No, they really don't. That's why I went to my kid's teacher and said, "I want you to teach him real history. Yeah. You need to talk about the Kleenex shortage and the uh, pollen explosion of the late 1990s." Yeah, yeah. What 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 is this new woke culture that won't teach real history? Mm-hmm. I don't care what Bill Clinton did for the economy. I care about what the fashion industry did for our noses. No, I care about if he had sex with that woman. Yeah. Me too. <sighs> then no one ever talks about the real things. No. Ridiculous. Anyway, then as Eric sees uh, Jack in his large shirt getting all this attention, he decides to start singing a song to cheer Rachel up. Little cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. And then he, Jack is like, come on, man. She's sad. But then she starts singing and they have a good time. And she's like, oh, Eric, you're so fun. So funny. Yeah. Like... I really needed that. 
And she's just like, thanks, you guys. She's walking away. She's like, man, if you two were just one per one guy, I'd be in real trouble. <laughs> yep. And then yeah. if there was the light bulbs over their heads, that's mm-hmm. when they would go off. Yeah. Eric's like, huh. He's like, um, they get really happy about this song about a bunny going, help me, help me, help me, please, before the farmer shoots me dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's a happy one. Yeah. It's it's a very fun song. I don't think I've ever heard it other than on this show. I don't think I have either. That's okay. That's some of that fake history. Um, oh, no. So then um, some other things in the show happen. Then we cut to, um, we see, we slowly pan out from a candle and like a little burner, like a sensor mm-hmm. almost with some incense or something and a hand going over it, some dramatic music playing and Eric, probably in some of his leftovers from um, Hamlet, mm-hmm. <laughs> just black puffy shirt. Um, and he's just looking at the candle, wafting his hand through the incense into his face, mm-hmm. being sad. Then the door opens and he kind of looks over and it's just Jack. And he's like, oh, it's just you. Get lost. Yeah, so he, his plan is to show how sensitive he is so that Rachel will fall for him. Yeah, so she'll know he's all man and not half man like him. Mm-hmm. Brilliant plan. Brilliant. It can go wrong. Uh-huh. Um, so Rachel comes in, and this is when my wife, who I watched the episode with, says, every girl owned that shirt in, like, four colors. <laughs> Just a tiny little bit of a gap between the pants and the shirt. Yeah, she's like, she told me, I was like, how, how do you, it's just a shirt. She goes, you see how it's made so that those low-rise jeans, it hits right there? That's how I know. I'm like, okay, I That's get it. That's what they refer to in the business of 90s fashion as the money spot. The money spot. Just that little bit, just below your belly button. Sure. I guess, I don't know. I'm not a fashion person. I only know about the Kleenex shortages. Yeah, yeah, we're Kleenex shortage people. Real fashion history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she comes in and she's like, what's going on? And Eric's like, it's the, it's the children. It's just, just all, all don't make me with the children. <laughs> He's like, just on this spinning blue orb until they, our lives end, like an extinguishing flame. And then he tries to pinch the candle out and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, she, she like looks back at Jack and Jack is like, get a load of this guy. You know? Um, but then a turn happens. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, a turn. you're just the most sensitive man I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Now would you come and do laundry with me? And Jack's like, what? <laughs> Hold on, huh? Apparently Jack is an idiot. doesn't realize what's happening here. Mm-hmm. She's very good. She's a very yeah. good actor. She's a great actor. Um, and she's like, come to the laundry room with me. And Eric's like, okay. He gets excited. And as he's leaving, he's like... I'm going to do laundry. This is her bra. And he gets really excited. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Mm-hmm. And then they're in the laundry room. Rachel locks the door and she lifts Eric and sits him on the dryer. He's mm-hmm. just like stumbling. He's trying to put clothes in the dryer and they just end up on the floor. She's just like, what? what's happening now? Yeah. He, she's being very forward and he, mm-hmm. he just not sure how he feels about that. Yeah. She like starts to unbutton his, his shirt and he's like, no, this is wrong. Like, when I imagine this, it wasn't here. He's in a flea bag motel somewhere. Yeah, a romantic, sleazy flea bag motel. Um, yeah. I do enjoy when she's like, I just want to smush it a little. And he goes, oh, smushing's good. <laughs> smushing's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and essentially, <laughs> he's like, this isn't you. 
Like, this isn't who you are. You shouldn't have to change yourself to be someone. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. He says, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, I want to be in a relationship with you, not someone you want, you're pretending to. Uh, mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. And she's like, you be the funny guy. I know you are. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fine. Under one condition. Put me yeah. back on the dryer. <laughs> so she picks him up and throws him down on the dryer. Mm-hmm. And then they also have the tag at the end, mm-hmm. which is also very funny. <laughs> yeah, Jack is a clown now. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in the hall first, and they kind of talk. And she's like, "You need? are you going to give me back my bra? And he's like, oh, nope. Yes. nope. <laughs> and she goes, see, you are funny. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's funny. I guess, but not creepy at all. Um, but then they go in, <laughs> and Jack is dressed as a clown. Mm-hmm. Like, not full clown makeup. I'm thinking of what Cam on Modern Family is talking about the different styles of clown. There's like the full makeup and then like a half makeup. He's in the mm-hmm. half makeup. Yeah. He's, he's riding the tricycle around the island in the kitchen and then he stops and falls over. Yeah. And they look at each other and they're like, laundry room? Laundry room. So she picks him up and he's like, she's taking me to the laundry room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it ends with Eric saying, and next time ask before you use my bicycle. Mm-hmm. Do we think Jack was as respectful in the laundry room? That's what I was wondering too. Does he does he make the conclusion that Eric does? Mm, or does he take advantage? I don't know, because I feel like Rachel's really in charge and so she can stop it at any point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's two people in that laundry room chance. I, I guess that's true. And if she's the stronger one. Yeah, she could probably kick his butt. But yes, uh I like Laundry room, laundry room. <laughs> and that is the B plot of this episode. And it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get more of the same stuff that we had last time of like the, okay, guys, stop fighting over Rachel. But I feel like it's like. It's not as funnier. gross. It's funnier. Yeah. It's not as gross this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But then we have on the other side of the episode, another delightful plot, in my opinion. Um, it's. College. Woohoo. Woohoo. Do you remember this was senior year? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is what the freshmen were like on the dorm floor that I lived on. Just like very loud cheering for things all the time. Mostly about game day. Yeah. I remember lots of game day, baby. Which they were probably cheering more about game day because they were going to get drunk. Well, yeah. Than uh, the actual fact that it's a football game. Yeah. We lived on a very active floor that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, I did. You stayed there. <laughs> it's, I, I got to go to the end of the year celebration. Yeah, you were you were one of us. <laughs> An honorary penthouse okay. member. An honorary penthouse member. We lived yeah. on the twelfth floor, which was the top floor of the dorm. Mm-hmm. And Chance stayed in my room a lot because he didn't want to go back to his house, and I didn't want to take him. Yeah, I said, well, I stayed in your room a lot, and Clifton's and Adam's room a lot, and then you all lived on that floor. Mm-hmm. What I just kind of rotate. Just roaming around. I did store my stuff in your place, though. Yeah. It, it was fine. It was fun. But yeah. I feel like the guys, they were very excited about things. Mm-hmm. They're very um, excited. Yeah. I was never a woo person. I never was. Except in jest. Well, the, the, the game day baby woo jest that our whole crew does is because it annoyed me. <laughs> I was always like, why are people screaming game day and then wooing? And they were like, it's game day, baby. Whoa! Whoa! 
So it became a running joke, and I'm fairly sure it was one at my expense. <laughs> but you like it now. I, You know I do. It's <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome, baby. Whoa! Um, I still don't... <laughs> I still understand. don't understand how people get excited about sports. No, that was, I mean, I bought tickets to sports. I think my junior year, I like went to all of them. But senior year, that was when I started ditching and yeah. selling my tickets and hanging out with you. Yeah. Also, we worked at the stadium. We worked at the stadium senior year. So we made that cash. Yeah, We worked at the stadium and the few games that we might have gone to, we played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 and 8 Oreos instead. It seems like a better time to me than any football game. There was literally one, just for all you people out there in Podcastville, where Cameron and I were in our our game day apparel. We were on our way out, and we were like, but what if we get Oreos and watch the game? And Because it was hot outside. And we were like, and we were like, it'll be cooler. We can watch the game, eat Oreos. It'll be great. And we were like, yeah. Yeah, so we did that. Yeah, and yeah. on our way up, we're like, Oh, we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance too. We're like, let's just play that. I think we watched some Harry Potter. Yeah, we watched. Also, <laughs> to be fair to our school, they were orange Oreos because it was yeah. around the Halloween time. Yeah, so those were on sale, and it was still hot because it's Oklahoma. Yeah, good Oreos. college memories. Woo, 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 or Oreos and video games. Woo, woo, better than college. But Corey is very excited. He and Sean are going. Um, to their dorm room for the first time and Corey's woohooing down the hall and mm-hmm. Sean's just like, you have to stop. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you're not going to be known as the woohoo boy and I'm yeah. not going to be known as woohoo boy's friend. Yeah, Sean's very much like, we can reinvent ourselves. We can be whoever we want to be. And Corey's like, all right, well let's <laughs> reinvent ourselves. He's like, no, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be who you are. Just less woohooing and less pudding. Mm-hmm. Cause Corey is eating pudding. He's brought pudding to college. Seems like a good deal to me. Yeah. If I knew a boy who just had a bunch of pudding. And We'd be friends. Giving it away. I'd be like, hey, toss me a butterscotch. Hey, pudding boy. <laughs> hey, hey, pudding. Hey, pudding. <laughs> you can be the Joker. I'll be Harley Quinn. I don't care. You yeah. got pudding. Yeah. Give, give me the pudding. <laughs> um, I would not think less of them. Um, but I do think this is like fairly true to life where like. You're like, oh, I got to be cool. This is college. And then you get to college and all the people who aren't cool are kind of the coolest people in the world. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, it may be different for people who are like in this environment, but I kind of felt like the biggest losers in our college were like the popular frat guys. Mm-hmm. They were like the most like insecure about their position and constantly like needing to compare. Like they had words like GDIs. To like belittle people. Mm-hmm. Gosh coolest, darn independence. Yeah, the, the, gosh darn independence. And like the coolest guys were the guys that were in the union, like playing Magic the Gathering. Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they just didn't care. Yeah, they didn't give a crap. Um, you know, I think one of the funnest things for me, like one when this realization fully like kind of happened, was uh, Cameron and I. This is one of our things that we did together. We um, created weapons out of pool noodles and pvc pipe and we had a war in a very public spot Mm -hmm. right in the middle of campus right in the middle and like so many people were stopping by being like you guys are just doing this out here for everyone to see and then like secretly being like and not secretly like they were saying it but like 
quietly like it actually looks pretty awesome we wish we were doing it. <laughs> it's like we know yeah it's like and it was just wild it was fun it was it was fun we just didn't care and like i feel like those are the coolest people at college or the people that are just like i don't care mm-hmm. yeah so sorry sean he's still probably really cool in college actually <laughs> he's sean um yeah Corey has his pudding he's like eating his pudding and uh, Sean's like, you have to put that away. He's like, I brought you one too. Yeah. Like, You're not going to be pudding boy. <laughs> and then he's like, they kind of pudding. And then the parents. Uh-huh. He's like, in. you guys jumped out of the car and Corey was going college. Woo. So much that you forgot this. And Corey's like my pudding trunk. Give me a pudding trunk. I want it. <laughs> I love the pudding trunk. I want a pudding trunk. Yeah. Why at your wedding chance did we not have a pudding trunk? Because we hadn't gotten to this point yet. I guess. That's it. You're renewing your vows. Wouldn't it? Shouldn't you renew your vows and I'll bring a pudding trunk? Okay. Either (laughs) way, if either of us ever renew our vows, there will be a pudding trunk. Deal. The deal has been struck. (laughs) The pudding trunk compact has been struck. (laughs) The PTC. The the PTC. (laughs) Um, That's the name of this episode is Boys Meet the Pudding Trunk Compact. (laughs) Boys Meet the Pudding Trunk Compact. Um, why not um yeah man this this episode did get me thinking about college Mm -hmm. in in a positive way yeah because we haven't gotten to the seedy underbelly of the absolute joke that this institution is no we'll get there we'll get there this is the episode i've been teasing it for years i'm i'm here for it um but yeah so they go out into the hallway and the girls are there and they're like, we found ourselves some college guys. And of course, like, Shawnee, that's us. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the moment with his parents before that. Which oh, is yeah. Kind of funny and kind of like, oh, that's yeah. sad when they're like, Eric doesn't know we're here, does he? And yeah, that's been a weird joke that just corrupt up this season. Yeah, just last episode with the locking Eric out of the house. Which the locking Eric out of the house was funny, but this mm-hmm. is. This is a whole other level of just like we had to sneak around because Eric is so. Strange? I don't know. Yeah, he's more concerned with his falling roommate. Yeah, I hope it doesn't last very long. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, but Topanga and Angela are like college guys, so they start to go tour the campus. And where should they stop first? But the co-ed bathroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which (laughs) Corey's like, look, in college, a girl walks in. He's like, in college, they're not called girls' bathroom. Girls are called co-eds. Mm-hmm. And, and, a boy walks in. In. and he just says the not great joke, but that won't hold it too much against it. Mm-hmm. That was one butch woman. <laughs> she was really butch. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's for guys and girls. He's like, but I just got comfortable going in front of guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't care about the co-ed bathroom. It's fine. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. It comes back up, actually. Yeah, it'll come back up. Spoilers. Uh, I go. I go to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. I don't... Yeah. I guess there are showers in there. So that's like at a different level than just like going to the bathroom. I don't really feel like it is. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you feel the absolute need to walk out of the shower naked. I guess that's like... true. But you know, we don't need to get into it. Corey's not comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think college got me pretty desensitized to bathrooms. Yeah, I mean... A girl literally threw up on your leg one time. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
I don't think that made me uncomfortable with bathrooms. <laughs> if anything, it made it worse. Uh, yeah, a drunk girl threw up on Cameron's leg while he was going number two one time. Mm -hmm. She almost went on me, threw up on me, mm -hmm. but I was inside the stall and I was like occupied. Yeah. <laughs> and so she went to the next one. It was the, the door didn't close right. She pushed it open. I was like, whoa. And then she went to the next one. It was just like, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's my leg. <laughs> Any of our young listeners who haven't gone to college, it's really, it's really great. It is. I'm, I'm not joking. It's a wonderful experience. The best part about that story to me uh, is that it was, um, we were snowed in mm -hmm. and the cleaners hadn't been there in several days and would not be there for several more. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, we stopped going into the third. Mm -hmm. Which is like, we're, we're trapped. <laughs> there were two bathrooms on the floor. It's so. terrible. One was yeah. sullied. Um, <laughs> but that's it for the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Then they go to registration. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, this was the 90s. This was before the internet like, was really popular. I bet you could do some stuff online in 98. Very little. But very little. Because um, like by the time we went, I mean, it was nine years later that we went to school. It was like you did it all online. Yeah. Well, you applied online. You um, registered for your classes online. Like you would still go to the school and do like freshman orientation and enroll in your classes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a little different. This manual sign of online made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a, from a different time. Mm -hmm. But they go and they're like, well, like it's time to sign up for classes. Here's the first problem. Why is nobody guiding them through this process? This is an institution of higher learning. You should have a major. You should have some sort of plan and someone helping freshmen know what they need to sign up for and making sure they sign up for it. Um, I think you're right. I, I do. No, you know However, I'm right. Well, no, because I'm going to um, play a bit of a devil's advocate. The devil think, don't need no advocating. I think this is a better system. If you don't have to take all the intros and you can immediately specialize in what you like, I think go for it. But is that what really happened? Or did Corey just happen to sign his way into these things without no, being properly vetted? No. I actually think this part of the episode is kind of smart because Corey is feeling like, oh, Sean doesn't think I'm cool. Like the bathroom scares me. And he's like, I need to prove myself. Mm -hmm. Now's my chance. I'm signing up for the effective existential thought on quantum physics. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I enjoy this part, but I'm just like, if you could just pick whatever you wanted and you didn't have to worry about like, I mean, yes, things like this would happen where people make emotional impulsive decisions. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, things like prerequisites, you probably don't want to take quantum physics until you've taken regular physics or the effects of existential thought on quantum physics before you've had a philosophy course. I mean, it's true. Um, or at least a blue, 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 blue. I mean, I'm just saying, if I could have just taken a Roman history class, I would have done it. Yeah, I, I mean, that would, I, I feel like that would be fun. I don't think that's necessarily the, the system that's in place. I think it's just a terrible school. Well, or a visionary school who Ooh. is cutting out the need for all of those gen eds. Um, I doubt it. Gen eds are, 90s chance. No one was that visionary. I'm just saying, gen eds are a waste of my time and my money. Yeah, it's like if I don't, I'm not doing anything that involves math, why do I need to take a math class? Mm -hmm. Or why do I have to take an algebra class? Why couldn't I take like 
not even like a finance class, but like a life money class. Yeah, like basic financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Like that wouldn't be a bad class to take. But Pembroke ain't offering that. We don't know. They have intro to bread or make that bread was the name of one of the classes. I would have signed up for that immediately. That would have been my major. (laughs) Yeasty boys class. (laughs) Bread making. If only I had the patience to make. Mm -hmm. We just, I just don't. I mean, I'll make a banana bread, but that doesn't involve any proving or rising. Yeah, it's the proving and rising that gets me. I'm just like, how how am I going to plan my whole day around these eight-hour proves? And mm-hmm. What is this, a Great British Bake Off? Yeah. I don't got time I, for I'm that. I'm not surrounded by delightful British people and sheep. If I'm, not, if I'm not in the tent with Paul Hollywood, I don't got time for that. And the delightful, delightful clink. My drink is gone. Um, um, but yeah, I want to go. I want done. Let's make bread or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny that that was the name of a class that you very briefly see as they walk in. Um, but Corey is hurt because all of his friends are like, "You need to take this. You need to take that." Um, he's just like, "I'll show him." And so he signs up. We see for the effect of existential thought on quantum physics. Yes, but Corey signs up for those classes. Mm-hmm. Um, he signs up for quantum physics. Um, Inorganic chemistry. Mm-hmm. One other that's like very uh, calculus, theoretical calculus, theoretical and calculus. forensic pathology. <laughs> and he's like, I got you all sweatshirts, Pembroke sweatshirts, go penguins. And mm-hmm. he like lays the sweatshirt on top of the books. And then they're talking about the books. And he's like, lifts the sweatshirt. Is this your son? <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. <laughs> yeah. He's being. This was a time before CSI, I think. Ooh, I can't imagine a time before CSI. I'm going to see when CSI came out. It came out in 2000. It came out in the year 2000. Whoa. It was not out yet. So that's a very clever joke and not topical. (laughs) No, not topical at all. Not like uh, Corey's earlier Cartman voice that he did, Mm -hmm. which we didn't really talk about because who cares? I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, so this is a true understanding of forensic pathology. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Uh, they're like, this is gonna kill you. Which, judging by what how this all ends up, I feel like they could have approached this a much different way. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, we could let's just adjust, and you can be in classes with us. Yeah, like Corey, we know that this is terrible for you. Uh-huh. So, um, which we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh-huh. Corey's reading the quantum physics book, but then he goes and talks to the professor, and he's like. Professor, I had some questions. Yeah, Sean tells him it's gibberish, and he's like, it's not gibberish. You just don't understand it. And then he goes to talk to the professor. Well, they're like, you don't understand. He's like, that's why I'm in the class, mm-hmm. to learn about it. If I already learned, knew about it, I would take quantum physics, too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, well, I can tell you what we do on the first day. On the first day, we focus on blah, 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 blah. blah. And then followed by a study of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another man walks up and he's like blah, 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 blah. he's like sorry staff meeting <laughs> oh this quantum physics professor and then Corey is in the counselor's office mm-hmm. which I've never heard of a college counselor before well maybe. you have like your advisor yeah I could We're do an advisor counselor. you don't have like a guidance counselor at college yeah you just have your if, academic advisor if it's your academic advisor I get it also, if we if it's an academic advisor, then he's terrible at his job. Mm-hmm. Which just seems to be the case throughout the episode. 
Well, yeah. He just seems like a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, but an academic advisor should like provide a solution. Mm-hmm. Say, hey. Well, yeah, because he's first, he's like, well, you know, you can drop whatever courses you want and add, pick up whatever courses you want that are open. He's like, great. So put me in all the 101s and introductions, too. And he's like, sorry, they're full. They're closed. Can't. Won't. Yeah. Like, there's something open. Stage fighting, something. Yeah. The, again, what is this institution? Who is this man? This I think con artist. I think this academic advisor is the only bad thing we've seen so far. The whole enrollment process up to this point has been a joke. Disagreed. Disagreed. Why is there no prerequisite anything? To I think any of those the students to, to have the prereqs if they're going to take the class. I feel like you have to know something before you jump into quantum physics. Well, there probably is prerequisites, but there's no like system to see if they've got it. So they just got to kind of trust the kids like, oh, you've got it. And that's stupid. You don't trust kids. Well, whether it's stupid or not, like these are adults. Yeah, this is a joke institution. They need to get their beat boop together. Mm, I, I I don't see it. You're you're blown out of proportion right now. Mm-mm. I am directly in proportion, and you are wrong. No, not yet. I'm not. And then the guidance counselor is bad. They have a. They, they hire these these chicanery people. The, the guidance counselor charlatans. One bad hire does not make a bad institution. Mm, but this man seems to have. We've seen two. We saw Dean last last season. The Dean. Yeah, but we don't see Dean do anything like actually as Dean. But he's a big fat jerk. He's a big fat doo doo head. Yeah, that's true. But we've all had those. Uh, and pretty soon in this season, we're going to meet a third employee of this institution who also sucks. Hey, no future knowledge in account. It's here. The future knowledge is in my head. I have seen the light. And by the light, I mean the crap of Pembroke. Uh, I'm I'm reserving my judgment. I reserved my judgment for Feeney. Don't think he ever redeemed himself as a good teacher. <laughs> You're just really grinding my gears right now. And I will reserve my... Uh, so we instantly are like, Feeney's bad. But you're instantly like, Pembroke's good. Uh, no. I'm going to let Pembroke reveal himself to me. <laughs> I've seen all I need to. Pshaw. Mm-hmm. I will let re- I will let Pembroke speak for itself. Maybe you're right. I just don't know. I, I know I'm right. You can just go ahead and join me on the right side. I don't know. Pembroke. Um, there it is. Reserve my judgment. <laughs> Um, I've, I've seen them do nothing wrong so far except for hire a bad employee. Mm. What even is the effects of existential thought on quantum mechanics or quantum theory, physics, whatever? Uh, what is this, a cover for the men in black? Yeah, that's a weird class title. I mean, I guess perception has an effect on quantum physics more than like measurement and um, testing has an effect on like quantum physics that it doesn't have on other. Th- types of science so like perception has more of a relevancy so perhaps it's a class studying like trying to think of what existential thought would be like i, I don't know that one. i don't know either and i don't think pembroke knows i mean there i don't trust this institution with my children I, I am still reserving judgment i will judge pembroke on a more holistic scale and that is why you fail Jan. as i waited for feeney to become a good teacher I think I thought would happen, and I'm not sure ever did. You're not wrong on that. I will, I will wait for the truth of Pembroke to reveal itself to me. Mm. Uh, this pudding trunk compact is falling apart. 
around our ears right now. I just don't know. We're on shaky ground. But I'm willing to overlook it for now, and we'll continue with the episode. Yeah. I'm just in a wait and see. Um, it's your dog month in a way. But Corey's guidance counselor <laughs> um, won't let him get in any of the classes that he needs to be in or would be better off being in. He's like, maybe your teacher just failed you. Maybe oh. you're just not cut out for college. Mm-hmm. If you were, you would know the right thing to do. So clearly you failed. Have it's a nice true. life. No, he's a, he's a dillweed. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Marty or something. We can just call him dillweed. Old, old Professor Dillweed. Yeah. Now, we all know that colleges have classes like bowling and stage fighting and cooking that you can just take at any time. And they're actually good for elective credits anyway. Not to mention you have like a bunch of sections of stuff. Yeah. It's not like there's one lit class. Yeah. That's probably true. It was before, because like the 90s was the beginning of the college boom. Mm-hmm. We said there's like 5,000 freshmen, mm-hmm. which is a lot. It's, yeah, it's definitely a lot. But like, I don't know, like it was in the 2000s that colleges started being like, oh, we're setting record numbers every year. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just weren't prepared for the amount of freshmen. They had. I mean, that feels very on track with every year I went to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the year that the dorms were completely full, but there weren't enough parking spots. So sometimes you had to park like a mile away from your dorm mm-hmm. and then walk through dark parking lots. Yeah. I knew several people who parked at the Hastings that I worked at and just that's, that was their parking spot. Fine. I'm fine. Good times. Um, it's better than trying to park on campus. And mm-hmm. it's free. And no tickets. Mm-hmm. People are like, wouldn't you ticket them? I'm like, no. Well, I mean, even if we were, I mean, people got to do what they got to do. Who's to say where they are? Mm-hmm. So, um, but this is when Corey, we see he's far away. Yeah, it's a beautiful lake, a beautiful painted background, actually. Yeah, with I think I think at least the fisherman in the background is just a dummy. I was watching him closely, and he never moved. I know, yeah, I didn't even notice him. But even later, it was a later scene where it flipped, and he's still in the exact same position. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely just like a backdrop. So he's either the world's stillest man or a mannequin. He could be dead. Pretty convincing mannequin. Ooh, is this like a Wizard of Oz moment? Or like yeah. in the trees, you see like one of the munchkins hanging or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> that man is dead. Yeah, it's just a dead guy. Yeah, this this reveal is pretty funny. It zooms out, and it's Corey talking to Feeny about not preparing him for the real world. Mm-hmm. He's just like, how did you get here? He's like, I used my airline miles. He's like, pudding labels, baby. <laughs> Comedy rule of threes. There's the pudding for the third time. There's the third pudding joke. He's like, it got me a flight to Omaha, took a bus to here, got a ride with a, it's like a Native American and a... A Native American and a militant. Casino's good, big government bad. Uh-huh. Casino good, government bad. And here I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Feeney's talking about what he does. And he's just like, you know, I go, we, I wake up when I want. I get breakfast with the boys. You got boys? <laughs> yeah. And there's like two guys sitting mm-hmm. around him. Plus the third non-moving man in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, yeah. Um, and Feeney's like, and today we decided we should go fishing. Mm-hmm. So here we are. That's where we've been all day. And he's just mm-hmm. like, wait, 
you really just like aren't doing anything. Yeah, you guys just wake up every day and do nothing. He's like, don't don't make it sound so. And the other guy like, no, no, he's got it. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> you simplified it too much. No, he's pretty much nailed it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he's like, I got company. I used to have company until my son-in-law stole it. I used to have a company until my son-in-law stole it from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it cuts to Corey in a vest and a bucket <laughs> hat. hat sitting there. And he's yeah. like, hey, Walter. And he's like, his name's not Walter, it's Corey. He's like, Corey's a young man's name. Yeah. He's a young man. Yeah, uh, Cor- the he's like, Feeney's like, who who wants to see a movie? Corey, and the other guy's like, we're fishing today. Like maybe when it starts raining. Maybe when it starts raining. And then like the fish are really jumping. He's like, I haven't fishing. seen a fish the whole time I've lived here. <laughs> and then Corey, I we got our whole rest of our lives to catch. <laughs> Walter makes sense, George. <laughs> Walter. Walter's talking sense. Mm-hmm. They're like, Corey's too young to be here. I'm too young to be here. And they all laugh at that. And then Feeney's like, I guess this isn't for me. And he drags him off. Mm-hmm. And then they're back in the counselor's office. Mm-hmm. And the counselor's just like, I guess he wasn't prepared. There's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. And Feeney just leans over the desk and he's like, Out of all my nephews, I hate you the most. <laughs> yeah. And as they're leaving, he's like, You'll be hearing from mother. And then Feeney's just like, Makes this, oh, of course. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even care. <laughs> it's a really great uh, facial expression, just kind of throwing his hand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Dillweed. Yeah. See, Feeney knows that Dillweed is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's talking with Corey. They go into the new set, which is the student union, which you've seen a little bit. Just um, a little bit, yeah. But this is the first time we see it, like, as it will be. Because mm-hmm, it was set up for the registration. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, maybe I did fail you. Like, mm-hmm. you weren't ready for this. Like, you didn't know what to do. And he's just like, you didn't fail me. Like, you, the best lessons you taught me weren't like about school. It was like how to be friends, how to take care of the people that you care about. Um, so was a bad teacher, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good mentor. He's a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. We've said that. We've said that for a while. <laughs> It's like that's great and all, but that's not what you're supposed to do. You can't pass college algebra on power of friendship. Power of no, friendship. But you can defeat darkness and Kingdom Hearts. You can basically kill a god in any JRPG. Any JRPG. My friends are my power. Mm-hmm. Man, what if in Kingdom Hearts 4 they go to Boy Meets World and your teammate is Feeny? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I really want. I actually want it to be Frankie using Joey as a weapon. Yes, the Keyblade is Joey. (laughs) Um, The Keyblade is like a pencil with an apple on the end. Oh, okay. And then a paper airplane as the... the And that's the cross guard. No, it's the teeth of the key. It's the teeth of the key. Yes, that works. Uh, The cross guard is a pro track. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good cross guard. You can punch with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like we all have pretended to in our lives. All of us. Slash jab. These, um, are, these are great for an audio medium. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> what a dork. I'm talking about myself. Um, I mean, I, I do it too. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, they are the the friends come up and they're like, "How are you, Mister Feeney?" Mm -hmm. They're not even surprised to see him, and then they sit down and they're like, "We all signed up for an extra class." Then we all dropped one and signed you up in our place. Mm -hmm. So you got three with Topanga, or two with Topanga, three with Sean. Sorry, yeah. Angela. Yeah, and they, they say probably the most inexplicable line in the entire show, which is, how did you know to do that? We had the same teacher you did. <laughs> Mr. Feeney taught them to sign up for an extra class. Mr. No, Mr. Feeney taught them, Corey is awful and neurotic, so you should be prepared. Take care of him. <laughs> Maybe he is a good teacher. He taught them a valuable lesson. Corey's going to screw up along the way, and there are many fail-safes that you need to create if you're going to be around him. <laughs> we need you to. Uh, we need you guys to make sure Corey succeeds in life. <laughs> yes, and they're all like, "Oh, Mr. Feeney, give him a hug, and everything's right with the world." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I feel like I laughed really hard throughout this episode. Okay. Um. Yeah, I liked it. Maybe you're in just a good headspace. I don't know. I, did, I didn't laugh very much at this episode. I mean, I was sitting there by myself laughing out loud. So that counts for something. That's good. I I definitely don't hate this episode. Um, I think the best stuff is the the Rachel and Jack and Eric bits. Um, I laughed at um, this dryer's on fluff. So am I. Smooching's good. Smooching's good. I laughed at both of those things. Jack um, falling over on a tricycle is very funny to me. Yeah, it's just like, well, <laughs> um, the other one, it, it was fine. Mm -hmm. I just liked. Is this your son? Uh, pudding trunks was great. Um, every it was just good, top to bottom. I liked it. It yeah. isn't a perfect episode. It felt a little long. Um, yeah, there's not a lot going on for it. It felt like mostly a way to get Feeny back, mm -hmm. which I'm fine with. Um, well, with that, what are you rating it? Um, I think I gave it an eight and a half. Okay. Let me get my document out. Ooh. Season six of seven, and we're getting the document. Better late than never? Better season six than never. Okay. It won't make my life at the end of the season much easier. Ain't college great. We never said the name of the episode. It's called Ain't College Great. Mm -hmm. um, so I gave it an 8.5. What do you give it? I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. That leaves us with an average of 7.75. Good mathing. Thank you. Um, who would you call the MVP? Um, could be the guy with that had the company. <laughs> uh, he was pretty great. Um, I could give it to Rachel or Eric. Mm -hmm. I still I like Corey in this. I feel like it's a good it's a good neurotic Corey making a mistake. Sort of oh, a yes. shenanigan light. I'll go with Corey. All right. He goes for Corey. He this is Corey friend. MVP too. Huh? This is his second MVP of the season. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, I would. He's my fourth choice, but he's probably the one that makes the most sense. I think for me, my MVPs would go guy who got his company stolen, <laughs> Rachel, Eric, Corey. But the real MVP is the pudding trunk. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it is. The MVP of my heart. The MVP of my heart. <laughs> yes. And what should we call it? Um, Boy meets parentheses gibberish. Boy meets gibberish. Quantum gibberish. Uh-huh. Boy meets quantum gibberish. I like it. In the words of you, print it. Print it. Quantum gibberish. Well, there We're it is. We're actually printing it now. 
Yes, we are. Well, we're, I'm not hitting print, but I am typing it down. Yeah, in print. In print. It's been printed. All right. We did it. We did it's it. A, it's a part of every episode where we are just congratulatory to ourselves. Yeah. We, we've only done it for five seasons. Mm-hmm. Now starting our sixth. Yeah, we can't. It's still amazing every time. We did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a miracle that we didn't fall apart there as we were fighting about whether Pembroke was a joke or not. You were fighting. You were fighting. I'm right. I'm waiting for the evidence to speak for itself. Um, you just, you got some dogmas going. It's because I'm right. I'm going I'm to let the show tell me. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I haven't really had any bread lately. Yeah, I really haven't had any bread lately. It's a real, um, it's a real crying shame. It's not really a yeasty, boys. I had a macaroni and cheese and bacon pizza last night. Ooh, did you make that yourself? No, we uh, went to Trivia at a bar we enjoy going to Trivia mm-hmm. at. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, sure. uh, Thanks for the invite. When would you be able to go to Trivia? When I'm invited. Okay, you're invited next week. I can't. I Thursdays aren't good. I know. But it's just been nice to be invited. But whatever. I'm not hurt. But that pizza sounds really good. It was. It's their pizza of the month, so it's about to go away. Sorry. No. Um, it was very good. It was just crust covered in macaroni and cheese and then with bacon on top. But it was great. Sounds great. Um, so I had that last night. Bad. So, I mean, I guess mini yeasty boys for pizza crust. Mm-hmm. Got yeast in it. Yeah. Um, chain attack. I am in chapter five now. Nice. You're the one behind me now. I am probably not very many levels behind you. I'm like 58. Yeah, I think I'm 63, 64. I can't can't stop leveling up. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of doing what you've been doing the whole time, just all at once right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like to explore. It's a good game to explore. I like the way Xenoblade does it. All of the the classes can unlock a second tier and go up to level 20. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm deep in trying to unlock all of those. Yeah, I've heard about that, so I'll get there eventually. You can start doing it as early as early Chapter 5 for some, Mm -hmm. um, but not all. How do you know where to go or what to do? You know, the way I've been doing it is I've just been going to, since most of the heroes are the commanders of the various Mm -hmm. uh, colonies, I've been going to the colonies and just doing quests until I get them. Okay, worth a shot. Uh, I've gotten Guardian Commander now, Strategos, Yumsmith, um, at least a couple more. Oh, and then I've got, you You unlock uh, Zephyr because of the story. Okay. Um, and then I've done Medic Gunner and um, Tactician. All right. We'll have to be keep an eye out for those. I would highly, you basically need to do the ones for the main six mm-hmm. and continue their personal arcs. All right. Well, I like their personal arcs, so I'm motivated. Um, so, yeah, just unlock those classes for the main six. Um, Unis was great. Tyons was a little... It, it was good. Mm-hmm. But after Unis, Tyons was like, oh, well, okay. Well, I have Tyon, I mean, I'm not through the game yet, but I feel like Tyon had a really good like main story arc throughout yeah. Chapter 3. Yeah, um, and Uni has a lot that's like not touched on in the game that mm-hmm. touched on in her personal 
her personal quest. They're literally called Side Quest Tyon, Side Quest Uni, Side Quest Lands is the one I'm on right now. Okay. Well, that's fun. We still really like it, everyone. Yeah. it's. I mean, I would still call it one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite. I have one T-minus one month to finish it. Oh, is that when Zero comes out? Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, from tomorrow. It's the 27th of September. I thought there was a early September game that I wanted. Splatoon. Splatoon. Ooh, Splatoon. Yes. There's a trial this weekend. Oh, uh, but I have plans all weekend. Well, never mind. I can't love, them. I would love to, but it's not on the cards for me this weekend. Yeah, bummer. That's okay. Um, I got Xenoblade. Yeah. I probably got at least 20 or 30 more hours. Yeah, you, you've got a lot to look forward to. So, um, Do we have any listener mail? I don't think so. We did have a message from our good friend Justin Silva. He was talking about the chess pieces. Ooh, I didn't see this. This was only eight hours ago. Oh, and Trenton Black has messaged us. Two friends of the show. Oh, well, thank you, Trenton, on wanting us to release merch. We'll talk about it. If, if we do release merch, it will be very limited edition. <laughs> Extremely. Oh, okay. So, uh, Justin Silva, um, his Boy Meets World chess pieces. We'll start with Black. Um, the Black King is one of the monsters. Sure. Black Queen is Which Millie. Which one are the monsters? Am I forgetting our own show? I would assume we're talking about the um, the dream monsters, whatever. I'm blanking on it. But, yes, sure. That's um, it. Yeah, I might be blanking on it too. I just was pretty sure we had dream monsters at one point. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> um, Black Bishop, uh, Black Bishop Lauren, Black Knight Harley, Black Rook Vader. <laughs> it's very good. Um, and Black Pond is Joey. Sounds good to me. Uh, Black King, I think, could easily. Oh, the Black Queen was Millie. I think you didn't say that one. Oh, I apologize. Um, the Black King for me could be Judge Lamb. Mm-hmm. He's the one that did so much. Um, uh, White King Corey, White Queen Topanga. Yeah, that makes sense. White Bishop Sh- uh, Angela, White Knight Sean, White Rook Frankie. Interesting. And White Pawn Eric. Okay. I'm, I'm a little surprised about the Rook being Frankie, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, Vader's on the other side and Joey's on the other side. So I don't see why Frankie's not on this side. Yeah, it's kind of a thing, but he kind of is one of more of the good guys. Mm-hmm. Until for some reason in that last episode where he's just taken up a life of crime again. Mm-hmm. It's real weird. Um, well, cool. The Frank, the Sean and Corey of the Underworld. Um, and again, thank you, Trenton, for uh, being willing to buy our merch. Um, maybe we'll do some very limited runs. <laughs> Extremely limited. And you can do things like... Um, I forget what it's called, but you can get pretty high quality stuff and you just make the design and like they, uh, as it's ordered, they make it or whatever. Yeah. If it's ordered, they, they make it and you get a Republic or something like that. Yeah. You get a small commission or something. Um, we can donate the money to something we care about. Like, like my fund for gaming. No, (laughs) I was thinking like, I don't know. I guess there's no real charity that supports teachers. No. That's kind of weird. The charity fund. We can, do, we, we can donate it to the special needs community. I've got lots of connections there. Yeah, we, we could figure out something to do with it. Um, 
donate it to your classroom. I hear you need like 35 billion guess who's. Only like six. Did you get them all? I have a few. I have a friend that had some. And so. Nikki and I will get you a couple guess who's. I think it'll be fun. It'll be perfect for asking questions, playing, like, you know, noticing. Put us down for two. Okay. You're down for two. Put us down for two guess who's for your classroom. Two guess who's. It's going to be great. Um, well, cool. Um, I don't think I have anything else. No. Uh, if you want to have your mail featured, um, which you are welcome to, uh, Fever at gmail.com is the email um, at bgworldfever on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we don't check Instagram as much as we probably should to see if we get any comments. Um, we don't really get much just because the usual comments whenever I post something is just promote it. On this yeah, random thing. You know, a lot of those just junk. Yeah, block them all. Yeah, get out of here. That's all I've got. And that's all I've got. So from all of us here, at Booming Twelve Fever. So long, world. So long.